Welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. These podcasts are designed to motivate, educate, and to inspire you to take huge action in your life, to change your life from this moment on. I interview inspiring guests with amazing stories that you can hopefully learn from, relate to, and spur you on to achieve big things. If you want to follow my personal journey and all the different things that we do, please follow me on Instagram, which is Terry underscore Blackburn underscore property. Or on YouTube, my page is Terry Blackburn property. Me, myself, I've been from rags to riches, had nothing. Now I've built multiple businesses earning over millions of pounds. I have a multi-million pounds portfolio of property up in the northeast of England. I am by no means done yet. So please get in touch if you love the show. If you have any feedback for me, I'd really appreciate that. And I'm happy to help as many people as I possibly can. That's what this show is all about. So enjoy the episode. Take care, have a fantastic day, and don't just take notes, take action. Hi, and welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. Now, today's guest is a lady called Charlotte Edwards. She's got a different story to the ones we've had on so far. It started with tragedy in our family, losing two family members, and she was kind of thrown into the deep end uh, of property development. To give you an idea of what I mean by that is our first project was a field, plot of land with planning permission for 25 houses with a GDV of 7.7 million. Bear in mind, this lady had never done anything like this before. I think that's a bit of a, a challenging project to start off with. Uh, she's now building her own portfolio and she's flourishing in her career and doing fantastically well at what she does. So it'll be a really interesting story to find out how she dealt with the challenges and being brand new to it and doing such a large project. So I'm excited to listen to her story. So welcome to the show, Charlotte Edwards. Uh, thank you for having me, Taru. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, th- th- thank you for coming on. I think it's a different type of story today, but I think hopefully by listening to your story, people will be inspired. And people will maybe just at the end of this session just think, you know what? I'm just going to jump in at the deep end because half the time, if you jump in the deep end, you'll just learn how to swim. Um, uh, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, you certainly did. You certainly did. So um, what we like to do, Charlotte, is like, we like to talk about somebody's career so far, split it up into parts, talk about each part. Yours is a little bit different, obviously. So it's mainly around sort of how it start, how you found it really, as opposed to start middle in the current um, so I think with yourself, I think we'll just talk about how it happened and how, how you got into it, um, how you found it, uh, lessons that you learned and just anything that you'd like to share, Charlotte. I think that would be that would be great for the listeners. Um, OK, so I graduated from uni with a business degree um, and went into marketing straight away um, yeah. and stayed in that for about 50, just over 15 years. Like happily, I was like a, like a freelance marketing consultant, if you will. I sort of got to pick and choose my roles. Great, just needed a laptop, could work from pretty much anywhere. It was a nice, easy life. Um, and then in um, 2019, I lost my brother. He was only 28 years old to um, cancer. And then a couple of months later, my dad went as well um, with cancer as well. So very close together. And and we were like a really close family. Like we all lived kind of next door to each other. Um, You know, it was it's it was a massive loss. Um, Aside from the personal loss, they 
left a business, they had a business together um, and they did property development and um, they had just acquired a field with planning permission for 25 houses. Um, that was bank finance, those finance out against that. And um, yeah, I had never done it before. I had never been involved. My dad had always been kind of like a bit old school. Like he didn't really like think that women should necessarily be on the building site. Like, or he just didn't want his daughter to have <laughs> to get old hands school. dirty. Old yeah, school. I don't know. Yeah, you know. Um, and he was the kind of guy as well that he ran everything. Just it was all in his head, or he ran everything off his mobile phone and from the, just the front of his van. You know, it was just like covered in paperwork. Um, there was no computer systems. There was no. You know, like there was nothing to to pick up and like look at after we'd gone. It was literally just a field. Um, so that's where I started. Um, so yeah, I've got a few questions on that. So, so, um, so obviously you inherited the company, but you inherit the debt as well, right? So that loan yeah, you were well, liable so, for that loan. Yeah, for and you. and my mum. Um, my mum's still around, so she, she's, so she's what, 66, 67 now. So she was kind of winding down, not really wanting to do anything. And now she's had to, so she's involved in the company as well. But yeah. Okay. So, so at, that state, at that point, I suppose you have two options. It's either develop this site or sell the site. What made you develop it? Um, I think there were a couple of things at play. Uh, Brexit had just happened. Um, and um, this thing called COVID had just been start was just What's emerging that? in China. <laughs> yeah, so people were kind of a bit unsure at this time and didn't really know what was happening. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, so it wouldn't have been a an easy sell, I don't think, that site. And then on the other side, um, there was this um, feeling of like he'd started something and I wanted to finish it um, just out of, I suppose, just kind of a feeling of wanting to yeah. not let that go, let his business go, because he'd spent yeah. 30 years building it up. And I think my mum would say as well that she wanted something to focus herself on. She didn't want to just sit at home and think. So it gave her something to do as well. She does all the back office stuff for me and all the, the invoices and the payroll and things. So it gave her something to do. Yeah. Then it's just sort of, it's carrying on his legacy, right? It's it's yeah. it's continuing what he wanted. And I'm, I'm sure I'd be very proud of what you've achieved, by the way. Um, so, so obviously a horrible situation, a tragedy to, to then... You've been thrown at the deep end and having to make a huge decision. This could have, it could have went really, really wrong. This right, it could have went really, really, really it, wrong. I mean, it, it really. It, I mean, Jesus, when COVID struck and like, oh. and then Boris Johnson shut everything down. He's like, there's no nobody's moving house. We're not doing house viewings. Like everything was shutting down. I was just like, shit. What am I gonna do? <laughs> Yeah. You can swear on this podcast, don't, don't even swear. Yeah, you can swear on this thing. I, swear I work on, on a building site, so like, it's just <laughs> you can swear. So. Yeah, no, that's fine. So, like, just before we jump on the next stage, like, I mean, what, what, what was going through your head? Have you, have you been quite like, have you been quite brave, like, in your upbringing and things? Are you, are you quite a, like a risk taker? Like, what, what no. must have? 
No, not at all. I used to get I used to get like anxiety if I was sort of like a hundred pound overdrawn before the end of the month, you know, before my paycheck came in. So the thought of like taking on something with debt and you know the amount of outgoings for a development company, you're looking at like six figures a month just outgoing before anything comes in, you know, before like it's months, even sometimes a year before you actually even, you know, pay that off. So uh, the anxiety was just, I'd never suffered with anxiety before, but I did after this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was, it was not, in, it wasn't in my nature, not, not that much of a risk taker. No, I am now, but I wasn't. It didn't come naturally. Definitely not. Fair play, fair play. It must've been a, a crazy time. It must've been a, there must've been so many thoughts going through your head at once. And what do I do? What do I not do? I'll be interested were you still in this employed marketing job at the time or not? Well, um, I tried to do the two at once to start with. And I mean, that just sounds ridiculous now. But yeah, I thought oh, it's OK. I'll, I'll, I'll do both. How hard can this development be? <laughs> um, yeah, that didn't last long. I think I nearly That's had a enough. breakdown <laughs> trying to do both. So, yeah, I soon had to give up the marketing. Um so yeah, and, and went into development full time. Um, and that was just over 18 months ago now. Okay, cool. So, so now let's talk about the actual building. So obviously it already had planning, I think you said, right? Is that, is that correct? Yeah, the field had planning for 25 units. 25 units. Did you change your planning at all? Or was it just you were going to keep the planning the same? Keep it the same. There was a couple of slabs on in the, that had been put in the ground. So the planning was live. Um, yeah, so there was that, that was what I sort of turned up to. Yeah, um, and there <laughs> so was a couple no, of slabs uh, in the ground. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah. And there was no, I thought, oh, that must be where the houses are going to go. I don't, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just taught myself. And, you know, the stupid thing is, I thought, okay, I, I, I've got a degree, I've been to university, I'm an educated person, I'll do a course. There must be a course I can do, like, really naively on how to build houses. Like, there must be one somewhere. So I rang around like all the like technical colleges and things like that, but nobody would take me on because I've got no experience. And I kind of explained my situation. I was like, yeah, but I've got to do this. And they sort of said, well, you need six months experience. Come back to us when you've got six months experience. So, I mean, the funny thing is now I could probably teach those courses because I've literally just had to get stuck in. I think I could probably teach people how to build houses now. Yeah. That too. <laughs> yeah. And and did you do any form of education? Did you read a book on it? Did you watch YouTube videos on it? Did you do a course yeah, of well, any? That's so that's what I had to do. I had to educate myself. So I was reading books, watching um listening to podcasts, which is how I come across your show actually. Um and yeah, just watching YouTube videos, just anything I could really just use and of course it was lockdown so it's not as if anybody was socializing um so yeah. I had a lot of time to kind of teach myself not just about um construction and development but like financial management and investment and how to manage money and balance books and like everything like because being a freelancer it's just so easy you haven't really got any outgoings it's just all incoming and you've just got to you know you just live your life quite easily but when you've got wages to pay and materials bills and yeah it's it's a bit of a different world oh for sure and to make that transition 
there's, I think there's a difference between making a transition because it's something you've always wanted to do and making a transition almost because your hand is forced. And I think there's a big difference. Um, and not that your hand was fully forced, but you were just kind of thrown into this, weren't you? And I think um, sort of learning on your feet, thinking on your feet, you had to almost do. And there's time pressures, there's loans to pay. There's all these external factors. There's the COVID situation at the start. You might have been thinking, even if I build this, can I even sell it? Yeah. Is it going to be worth less than what I'm projecting at the moment? There's all these crazy things. And for that to be a first project. Yeah. Why I, I, didn't, find it- I didn't even know how to project costs at that point. Like I just didn't even know how much a house would cost to build or anything like that. So it was just like, it was like walking into school on your first day, but you can't like read or write and you don't know anyone. <laughs> so that's what it was like, basically. Yeah. Starting so- right at the beginning. Um, okay, so out of interest, what, what education did you do? Then was it just reading or did you do a course with somebody? I didn't do, I didn't do any courses. I just, um, I literally just was listening to loads and loads of podcasts. Just, so, I'd just yeah. type in Spotify property and I would just listen to them just over learn. and over again. And there's not so many development ones, but there's a lot of property investment and property management and renovation. Like there's a lot uh, yeah. of those kind of ones. So they were useful. I did learn a lot from those. But that's not even the specifics though, right? It'll, a lot of the time it'll be a situation like this. It'll be somebody interviewing somebody or sharing a story. But they generally and typically don't go into the full details of step-by-step what to do, right? Um, no. No. So um, I, was just, I was just picking people's brains. Anytime they came on site, any trade, you know, like the, the BT engineer would turn up. I'd be like, oh, hey, so what are you doing? Tell me how this works. Like anybody that turned up on site and especially the the building inspectors are the best ones because I, I would just follow them around and I'd be like do you mind if I just follow you around and tell me what you're looking at and what it how it needs to be and that's I just had to pick people's brains really and and that's how I did it on the job wow okay um <clears throat> so have you finished the build out of it it's nearly finished isn't it uh I'd say it's 75 percent there Okay, great. So what are the, maybe the, the top three key lessons that you have learned being thrown right in at the deep end? It's not in the deep end, this is like thrown in the middle of the ocean with no, no armbands and no like, no one around is what you, is what's happened to you basically. You'd be thrown in the ocean, never mind the deep end. But what, what have you learned? Uh, what's your top three learnings? Oh, um, education, but don't rely on other people, like educate yourself. You know, I, I thought I could go and go on that college course and just learn what I needed to learn, but no, like you've got to like rely on yourself, educate yourself, do your own research. Um, rely on the people that you can. So if you've got friends and family who can help you out, um, that was key for me. Um, you know, my mum running the back office for me is invaluable. Um, it allows me to concentrate on the, you know, the on-site stuff and the construction and and finding deals and, and stuff like that um and don't be scared of being in debt because I was but actually it's it's the stepping stone to to making money isn't it um and work with the person you're in debt with because like you know when I first called up the bank manager and I was like hey this is the situation um 
but don't worry, I'll be fine. You know, this is this is all going to work out. It'll be fine. I've got a really good re um, relationship with with the bank manager now. After that, because he's seen what I could do yeah. unexpectedly, though it was, um, I, I've done it, and so I've proved myself. So now I'm not scared of that situation of being in debt anymore. Love that. And there's good debt and there's bad debt, isn't the very the, the very basic principles of rich dad, poor dad. I don't know if you've read that. Yeah, yeah, that was one of oh. my books I read. Yeah, it's unreal, isn't it? It's it's the it's a book that changed so many people's lives, isn't it? And it's a book that pushed so many people into property, um, because yeah. the concepts of it and it's so easy to understand and it's so accurate as well. Um, but love that. So educate yourself, um, network and lean on the people around you. I think it's a great yeah. point as well. Um, and have good relationships with with your suppliers and your banks and things. Again, I think it's great advice. Um. How did you find, um, we talked about just a bit about this off camera a second ago, um, being a woman in a man's world, how did you find dealing with trades? Because I'd imagine, I don't know if this has happened, but did some of them maybe think, oh, she's a bit of a newbie, she's a bit green, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put my fees up for her. You know, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I can just spin her a load of shit, a load of lies, and she won't know any different. Did you experience anything like that with trades? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, the first one of the first things that I did was get all of them to requote for the work. So any of them that were at, like on day rates or anything like that, we got them to quote for the quote for the job per house type. So they were on a, on a price for each job. And then I was able to compare that with other, you know, get a few quotes and compare that with other contractors. Um, the majority of the people that um, are working for us now, like they're, you know, they reliable loyal and you know i know they wouldn't take the piss but at the start you don't know that and we, we you know we've met some bad ones along the way yeah um, but the team we've got now is really good so we're lucky good good that's good to hear um i can imagine you experienced a lot of that was that across the board with that with suppliers with all different trades that i know your dad had this view of it, you know, it's a man's world. I don't think that's really true. It's an old-fashioned way of thinking now. I think times have changed, but but did you experience that in other parts or any other yeah, real challenges I, around that? I still, every now and then, I still get the the guy turning up on site, like, and he'll just walk straight up to me and go, well, looking for the man in charge? And I just... <laughs> I, 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 just laugh it. I just laugh, yeah. <laughs> and they, they, they feel awkward, obviously, after I say... Mm you're looking at her um but yeah it depends who's asking because sometimes I can use it in my favor and I'll be like oh he's not here today yeah yeah exactly that's a good one yeah man use what you've got um mm. love that um so during this really challenging process and challenging time are you is this what you want to do forever now is it are you all in on property is this kind of what you want to do I'm all, I am all in now because I've, well in, I yeah. haven't got anything else to do now, but yeah, so like by default, I'm all in, um, but I do, I love it. I do enjoy it. I think I like being a woman in a man's world. It is a bit different. Um, and I, I used to work in marketing and PR and PR offices and that's the opposite is quite female heavy. So it's a, it's a completely different atmosphere. Like you get like the banter on site and like, you know, like a group of men are like, just take the piss out of each other all day long. And it's, it's yeah. a totally different environment to be in, isn't it? Like it's quite fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm enjoying that side of it. Um, 
and it's great it's great to see something built like from the ground up like it's really satisfying um and it's very very varied so I'll be you know one day reading legal documents and signing contracts and the next day I'll be unloading a bathroom suite at the back of a lorry or you know sweeping floors like there's just it's such a variety of everyday tasks that you have to do and I really enjoy that definitely instead of it being mundane and the same and yeah that that that's not for me that um yeah, you've clearly got the bug for property now I think that's fair to see isn't it you've, you've got oh, yeah. the bug yeah yeah and I, um, I can see the freedom that it's going to give in the future as well and that's kind of addictive because yeah, that allows yeah. you to do anything you want right 100% love that um you're building your own portfolio now understand so you're doing some BRR stuff tell us a little bit about that and what you're doing yeah, so aside from this kind of family business, the development business, I decided on the side to start a, a sort of, I wanted to build a portfolio just in my own name um, because I felt a bit vulnerable at the time, especially with COVID and it's like, God, what if this business doesn't work? And um, or what if I can't carry on development, can't get any more land? Like, I just don't know what's going to happen. And like, I'm a single mum as well. So I have to think about myself and my kids. Um so yeah, I thought start a property portfolio, all the education that I'd done, all the, all the podcasts that I'd listened to, you know, I heard people that had done the same thing. I thought, right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try and follow the BRR model. Um, and I set myself a target to get 10 units in 10 months. Um, so yeah, I'm, I think we're in month nine now and I have got, well, I've got, I have secured 10 properties, but they haven't all completed yet. Some of the three of them are still in legals. So yeah, I'll get there. You'll get there, yes. Why yeah. not? Eh? Why not? In 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 out of interest, are these buy to let? Are these HMOs, service accommodation? What's your I know it's BRR, but what's the strategy on, on the exit? They are all kind of single ASTs, just buy to lets. So yeah, refinance and just rent out. I did look at HMOs, but with I just feel feel like there's the higher risk and more time consuming. So actually a property that I bought potentially to be an HMO, I decided just to turn it into single let. Um, and I think rents have gone up so much at the moment that actually I'm not that far out of pocket from what I would be if it was if it had been an HMO on my original figures. So um, yeah, I think single lets are for me and that allows me to concentrate on the developments. Makes sense, makes sense. Fair, fair play to what you've achieved. You, you know, you've, you've done fantastically well in such a, such a short space of time as well. And I didn't know you had children either, which makes it even more impressive. Yeah. I've got two kids also in, in yeah, balancing family life and home life and looking after the kids and being there for them, as well as running businesses, as well as doing property. It is very, very challenging. Um, so fair play, that makes it even more impressive. So fair, fair play to you. Um, would you say that your children are a driving factor? For your success, what, what what would you say is you sort of, if it's not your kids or if it's kids and something else, what, what sort of drives you to do this? Um, I suppose they do a little bit, although they do hinder me more than anything because they're just not <laughs> interested whatsoever. If I want to go and view a house, like they just make it so difficult for me to go and view it. They just really don't want to do it. And I've tried to explain to them, like, you know, in the future, like, you know, this could mean that you don't even have to work. Like if, if I get this right, if you help me now, 
you will benefit from this in the future, but they just don't get it, funnily enough. The seven and ten, so we'll give them a few more years yet. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. they are a driving force and mm. and just selfishly for myself as well, just so I can I'd I would like more time freedom as well and have that passive income. I think that's the dream. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Love that. Um, and just to sort of wrap up, um, is there any other advice that you could give to I just think a lot of people will be able to relate in some way to the things that you've said today about the the procrastination of and the hesitance of not doing something because they don't understand it. You know, it might not be thrown upon them and thrust upon them like like in your situation, but that hesitance, that thing that's holding people back to just actually going for it. Um, I think you might be able to give some good advice on that. Is there anything you, you could advise people on in, in relation to that? I just say the earlier you can start, the better, because I procrastinated for ages. Like, so I haven't, like, I didn't buy my first house until I'm 37. And when I have done it, I've bought 10 in 10 months. So I, I was like, imagine if I'd have done this at 27, like imagine how much better <laughs> off I'd be now. And, you yeah. know, hindsight is a wonderful thing, but I didn't have the confidence or the knowledge or the education then. Um, so I think if you can educate yourself a little bit, build your confidence and just get in there as soon as possible. So what's that saying? It's not, it's not timing the market, it's time in the market, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. the sooner you can get into it, the better off you're going to be in the long run. Definitely. I, I think that's great advice, I think. And you know, it doesn't, the education that you've done doesn't cost a thing. Podcasts don't cost a thing to listen mm-hmm. to. YouTube doesn't cost a thing to watch. You know, there's books that are five pound, ten pound, twenty pound on Amazon. Pretty sure everyone listening can afford twenty quid. Um, so what I'm taking from that is whether it's whether you've done battlets for a while and you're hesitant to do HMOs or hesitant to do a development, or you're hesitant to do anything at all because you're worrying about X, Y, Z. Educate educate yourself for free as a starting point and just jump in, isn't it? It's just go for it and. At least don't do a 7.7 million development in your first one. Um, (laughs) But but maybe do about it. Just do something, right? And you're completely right. Time in the market pays dividends in the long run, doesn't it? For sure. Um, I think that's great advice, Charlotte. So thank you for that. Um, The show's called The Rags to Riches Show, as you know. Um, But what does being rich mean to you? Because... You can be rich in loads of different areas of your life and parts of your life, monetary, time, relationships, all of these different things. But what does being rich mean to you, Charlotte? It means having my health and having good health. That's what it means to me, and especially with the history that I've had recently with my family. Like, you've got nothing without your health. So if if you're healthy, you've got everything you need to succeed, I think. Good answer. I like that. And... You're completely right. And, and if you've got all the money in the world, but you're ill in hospital, it, that becomes completely irrelevant. Yes, if you're healthy and you've got good relationships from family and all these things, money complements that. And in my opinion, makes that a bit better because you have more freedom and choices. But money in its by itself does not make you happy. And it, it doesn't matter if your health, if you don't have your health, therefore health is more important. Mm-hmm. Um I do believe you can definitely have both, but I think it's it's definitely a good point about, and hopefully people are listening to this thinking, you know, I've been working on my business for solid for so long and I've been missing the gym and I'm eating crap. 
you know, I'm not looking after myself because they're sacrificing themselves just for income, just for wealth. When you're completely right, it, health is health is wealth, isn't it? And, it is, and I think one feeds the other. And I, I notice, you know, the days that I take time out to go exercise and go for a run and stuff, actually I'm more, definitely more productive and I have better ideas. And I do think that one, you know, that the health can feed the wealth, if that makes sense. 100%, 100%. Um, running and walking, clarity of thought, for me personally anyway, is unreal. Just going to the gym, that endorphins that you get, the endorphins that you get makes you perform better at work. For sure, you you think clearer. You can make better decisions. You've got more energy. Um, I'm completely with you on that. Out of interest, I was just speaking to someone else this morning about this, which is which is what made us think of it. Do you have a morning routine that involves exercise and things? Out of interest, yeah, what do you what do you do? I do? Yeah, no, I get up at seven, set the alarm at seven, and I get out and I just go for a run, usually about five k. Um, every every day is that or most days? Every day, yeah. No, it should be every day. <laughs> Play though. That's still that's still decent. Five, five out of seven days, let's say. Yeah, yeah. five out of seven. So okay. yeah. Now I, I, you know what? I miss those days. I don't do it. I miss it. Like I know the difference. My mindset's different. Like I just feel a bit more sluggish. I know when I haven't done it. Um, I hate doing it. I hate every second of it. I don't like running. I don't like exercising. But it's that feeling afterwards. It's addictive. Definitely. Love that. Well, thank you so much, Charlotte. I've really enjoyed the episode. Uh, hopefully people listening have, have took something from that. If anybody wants to reach out to you, if anybody wants to follow your journey and what you're doing at the moment, what's the best way, Charlotte? Yeah, I share my journey on Instagram at Accidental Female Developer. Um, so you can follow me on there. Accidental Female Developer. There you go. Well, thank you so much, Charlotte. Have a nice rest of your day. Thanks a lot. Oh, thank you. Take care.